Welcome back. It's office hours, everybody. I am one half of your hosting team, David Patino, along here with Ashton Staniszewski. That's right. Thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us again. It was good. Welcome. Welcome back. Yeah. Office hours, you know, same old, same old. It's the, uh, let's see, this week it's the official podcast of I just went to the Photo Plus Expo and I didn't feel the need to spend any money. Kind of. Podcast Network. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. I did. I, I literally walked in and walked out thinking like, I don't need anything. Except for the four foot Epson printer. But that wasn't even there. That's just my new, that's just my new want in life. What, so I've never been to PDN. I've been to, um, I, I've been to- you've, uh, never, you've never been to the expo? Not the expo, no, no, no. I've been to smaller <sighs> shows. Um, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, What's down by you? I'm trying to, Imogen is in Imogen, right? Imogen, yeah, Imogen USA. I've been in Imogen USA. I was actually like I was on a, I was on a billboard for Imogen USA. You were so. on a you were like eight foot tall on a billboard. Uh, yeah, for one, once in my life I was I was a, I you know a well to do. Yeah, so <laughs> um, so I can say that I, that was I was a shill for PPA, um, <laughs> which they're a great they're an incredible organization. They're based here in Atlanta. If you are in the industry and you um, like that kind of network and support, by all means, you should look into it. It's great great people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. And the shows always to me are very interesting because it's like, you know, the expos are basically, they're just sales rooms, right? Like it's where everyone brings mm-hmm. out their stuff and you get to put your hands on like on the, on the kit, on the gear. So gearheads unite, like it's great for that. But then yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I always get sad about the shows because you see all of these really, really like you see a lot of people and a lot of photographers and they are, you know, they're incredible people. They're incredible artists. They're, there are varying part like areas of their career. So some are starting, some are seasoned. It's, you know, it's kind of the full, the full splay. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that like for those that are a little bit newer, a little bit more green, there's a lot of stuff there to take your money that is going to like, and they sell it as like this whole come get to the next level, you know, take your work to the next level, or you're going to be the next big thing. If you have this, right. Give us $3,000. And I just (laughs) thought it was like super disingenuous. Like, I mean, some of that stuff is genuinely useful. There's some incredible booths there and there's some incredible kit and there's like little gadgets that might help you do your job a little bit easier. Um, But I think that you, you know, if you're still new to this and you're still trying to wade, wade through all of that noise, um, there's a lot of opportunities for, for, for you to kind of fall into those traps. Like, I mean, quite frankly, I was one of those people early in my career. Like I, I bought a Gary Fong diffuser and nothing against Gary. I mean, like he, you know, made it something that helps people, but like it was a piece of Tupperware, like, and it didn't do anything for me. And I thought it was going to do something for me. (laughs) And once I invested my, I don't know, 80 bucks or whatever it is into it, I quickly learned that, no, this is not a thing that's going to fix poor lighting. Like it's just, right. You know, that it just, it's not a cure. It just sucks three stops out of your speedlight. Yeah. And if you're, you and know, diffuses it's, it. it's just not one of those things that I, I really truly needed to get better. But to me, when I heard the pitch for it, it's like, oh, this yeah. is what I, this is what everybody needs. To, that's what the professionals use. That's what I need to right. do. I want to be professional. And so that's where me and shows kind of sit. Like, I like the whole idea of them, but I get kind of like, you kind of have to have your, your, uh, 
you have to take off your rosy colored glasses. For I go for the free stuff. That's why I go. You're one of the booth guys. I, I dig that. I respect I that. I like to, yeah, I got a free, I got a pair of socks this year that say Zeiss on them. And not once. It says Zeiss all over the entire, very excited to try them on. <laughs> Zeiss, you guys are missing out on a, an incredible <laughs> opportunity on your, your uh, P&L. Like you could have a whole clothing line. and You yeah. can get Otis glasses. Oh, yeah. You can in see heartbeat. everything in Otis quality. Yeah. Um, well, I, was, you know. So is PDN big? I mean, <laughs> is the expo big? Is it huge? I mean, it's, it used to be huge. Uh, it's still at the Javits Center. It keeps getting progressively smaller each year, which is, I think, just kind of the way expos in general are going because you have the internet now. <laughs> yeah. And YouTube and all that stuff. And so I don't think you need to go and view the gear as much as it used to be. It used to be a place to like work out all the kinks and talk to, you know, reps from the company. And now it's just like, you can get all that shit at any point during the year. You don't need to wait for the expo to show up and do that. And so I think you're seeing less and less people, um, you know, kind of attend them in general. I can guarantee you that there was less people than less people and less vendors than I, uh, can remember at this year's expo, not to mention the fact that Sony decided to not take a booth this year and yet open up their own installation, two blocks away as a giant fuck you to everybody at the photo plus expo. And, uh, and it was cool. They did a really nice job. At it actually. They're so rogue doing the very, yeah, they Sony literally thing. rented, they rented SIR studios, which is two blocks away from the Javits and they set up their own event, man, with their own registration and, uh, everything. They had their own classes and they had set, you could touch all the gear and use all the stuff and take pictures. And they had tons of sets built and, you know, they just built their own expo, basically. And they were like, we're doing this over here. And on top of all that, they had little, uh, you know, not little guys, but they had guys in little rickshaws who would bicycle you from the door of the Javits to the Sony event two blocks away. You could get a pedicab. Yeah. From, yeah, okay, that's, that's legit. Okay. I'm pissed that I didn't, I didn't take one. And I it was very angry halfway through my walk when I saw the guy whiz by. And I was like, that's free stuff. Like, that's, <laughs> I missed that free stuff. How did I not get that? And then, of course, I walked elsewhere and I didn't go. So, yeah, I was kind of, that was my, like, that was my big frustration of the expo this year is that I didn't get to ride in the free Sony rickshaw. I think, like, the last time, year. last time I went to the, the, the PPA show imaging, I, I think the, like, the coolest part was I ran into, um, I ran into Peter Hurley and, like, I was able to, like, fan, fanboy for a little bit. I was like, oh, man, you're cool. Yeah. He was, like, he was, like, doing, he, that's when he had just become, like, a canon uh, explorer and oh wow okay like i think he was like because he used to be a hasselblad guy and then he was a hasselblad guy yeah, yeah. and then he moved to the canon stuff and i was like oh dude you're awesome and like we like literally had that like he, that three-word conversation oh thanks man yeah and that was it i was like this bump cool shebang um, bye yeah all, <laughs> trade, all trademarked um he'll, he'll come after us for that one yeah we're totally getting sued for we're that gonna, we're gonna get a stri- uh, copyright strike on that one <laughs> Uh, well, so I'm glad you're uh, glad you had yeah. a good time. You're actually so tell us. I think everyone listening really needs to know that right now. So whenever we record, we Skype together um, because we are in different sure. parts of the country. But right now, you are in a a fine hotel suite. <laughs> I'm broadcasting from the Eden Resorts and Suites in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This is not sponsored by them. Um, yeah, I've been held up here for the last couple of days. I'm here for one more night, and I'm working through a a like a, a photo video job. It's like a dual, I'm dual 
processing, dual well, you're, doing. You're a hybrid shooter to this week. A hybrid shooter. Thank you. That's what it is. There <laughs> I don't you even go. know what to call it. See? Yeah. And, and I don't have my like regular camera. I'm shooting like Canon C200s and EOS Rs. And like, I'm, I feel totally out of my element, even though I'm not really. But yeah, uh, yeah it's been fun so far. And, and I love living in hotels. It's my favorite. So. <laughs> like you get you get room service. You can someone will make a oh, bed yeah. for you. I stopped and got snacks on my way down. So there's like bags of beef jerky and cheap beer in the little fridge, and then I order like a buffalo chicken flatbread every night for dinner. That's my <laughs> and a Caesar salad because that feels healthy. This is the life of the photo- um, the traveling this photographer. Is it. <laughs> Be envious, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, the cool thing was that uh, the 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 price that I had listed for hotels in Lancaster was, uh, it's not like going to New York or Boston. It's quite cheap down here, and so the the price that I had listed on my estimate when I actually went to book the room, the most expensive room in the entire place for the the duration of my stay was under what I had estimated, and that was for like a two floor, fourteen hundred square foot villa. But I couldn't, I felt, <laughs> part of me was like, well, it's under what I charge, so I might as well, right, get the villa. Get uh, the presidential I suite. I couldn't. I felt so awkward doing it. With the clawfoot bathtub. Yeah, I was just waiting for everybody from the shoot to be like, hey, maybe we'll come back to the hotel with you tonight. And, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm in the penthouse suite. It would just look <laughs> bad. You know, it just, it feels awkward, so. You could entertain the client. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Then, then they would think, "Where's all of our money going?" There it is. No, you got to keep it. You got to keep it legit. You don't need a big, a big to do. You know, I always charge standard room rates when I travel. Standard room rates, and you put a little. You put a little. What is it? The uh, uh, not stipend, but what's the? Um, I don't know what the extra? word. I, I can't. I've lost I the know. word all of a sudden. But you put your little food stipend in there, so you can get that oh, extra yeah. bag of beef jerky. Yeah. Hell yeah. Everyone's Definitely. happy. I'm happy. <laughs> A 12-pack of LaCroix and some beef jerky. Let's take this ride together. Well, that's refreshing. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I got to finish up tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, and then, I'm, and then I've, I'm out of here. I go back home and start shooting there for a few days, and then I'm home for a while, so that's nice. But yeah, the expo was cool, though, going back to that. It was fun. It's The expo to me is a chance for me to see people who I don't get to see on a daily basis or a monthly basis um, or... Vendors that I do have tiny relationships with, I get to go make FaceTime with them and say hi and, you know, um, and get free socks. And that's like, literally, that's all it is to me. And I think I still love it. Like I talked to everybody and they're like, oh, I'm not going this year. It's, it was bullshit last year. It gets smaller and smaller. I'm like, yeah, but the smaller it gets, the more FaceTime I get with everybody and the more I can hang out with my friends and, and whatever. And so that to me was kind of... Um, that's why I go, you know, and uh, and I was lucky enough to uh, kick off the week at the PDN photo annual party, which is cool. They do that big photo annual every year, which is basically like it's just art. I mean, it's just it's like I know that they have commercial categories and all that stuff, but like a lot of it is just like super cool art documentary photography and it's really well done. And the photo annual party is like a chance for me to go and stare at a TV screen and think man, you better up your game this year because <laughs> this stuff is really good. So I did that. My uncle and I went and sipped Heineken's and watched uh, awards be given out for great art. 
So that's fun too. I feel like that needs to be celebrated more. You know, it's, and and I think this is probably a good dovetail into a topic that we could probably dive into, but uh, tell me what you got. Well, the idea that like, you know, you, you said you went to this, this party and at that, at that place, it's where they, they, you're looking at real art. You described it as real art, you know, Mm -hmm. they have some commercial categories, but you're talking about art here. So, right. Um, you know, in the idea that, like, in the day and age we live in, there are more photos made than ever before. In the history mm-hmm. of recording human things, like human events, onto some type of format, like, there's more of that being made now than ever. Right. Um, and so the idea being, you know, how do you create and how do you make things um, that stand out? Or do they have to stand out? You know, I mean, kind of. It's the it's the whole impetus of like, why? Why are we doing the things that we do? What do we hope to accomplish with that? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, and what what separates art from the rest of us, right? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. I have no idea. I'm really bad at art. Like, I always get disgruntled when the term is thrown around and not because I don't like it. It's just feel like it's so subjective, you know, just like the world of photography is so subjective and like, it's hard to be like, that's a bad photo when somebody else could spend a million dollars and buy that photo. And so I'm hoping that today's conversation, you'll tell me (laughs) what you're looking in the wrong (laughs) corner for your answers, my friend. Well, I mean, but like, I, I, I mean, to, to your point, like I, I, I kind of agree. Like I don't, I have a hard time defining art too. I mean, I yeah. can define it for me, um, or not necessarily define it for me, but I can like I can discern what I appreciate because I will say that not not all forms of art are my favorite. Like I respect them for what they are, um, but mm-hmm. like there is certain art that just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't evoke an emotion or. It doesn't get me excited. Um, right. And so, I, I don't know. I think, you know, it, because it is so subjective, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You've heard me say this I, before. Like, some days I am purely like a contractor. I'm here to reno your bathroom. We're here to sure. make your pictures. I'm not here to make art. I'm just here to do the work. Um, and so, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with like, well, okay. Like I, I say, right. well, I'm going to go make here? my art today, but like, is it, is it really art? Can we really define right. that? And I don't know. Maybe not. Every time I get really, really confused in this conversation, I always Google art definition or the definition of art or whatever it is. And I, it always immediately puts me at ease and makes me feel better about it because I don't even know, like when you Google it, I don't know if, I guess it's just Google has their own dictionary now. At any rate, the, the, the definition is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination. And it goes on from there, but I like to just read that first part of the sentence. And that makes me feel so much better about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it can be whatever. So if you want to call it art, call it art, man, because it's yours and you can have it. And there you go. Right. And like, I will consistently stumble over the idea of is what I'm doing making art or commerce or somewhere in between the two. Hopefully it's in between the two. I feel yeah, I think I think that's a that's a fair that's a fair word on it. Um I I was looking so there's I can I'm struggling to think of um 
the his name but mm-hmm. um they there there's a guy and his, him and his team I used to follow them a long time ago and I kind of loosely follow them now but they had a production company um called Still Motion and I think now it's since transformed into um a completely different thing but like they were these wedding wedding videographers uh, cinematographers and they they made wedding films and they transitioned from wedding films like high end wedding films um or you know cinematic wedding films I'll kind of put that as a mm-hmm. genre they went from that into like commercial work and they started doing work for like really big clients like NFL films and et cetera, et cetera. They won Emmys and they got real big. Um, and they, from there, they, they transitioned still motion into like a more like systematic, like we'll teach you how to be better communicators type of program school operation. I don't know what really, what, how, how it truly works. Okay. Um, but I heard him say, um, heard him say and they've written about it on their blog which we'll put in the show notes um the story that he talks about is they were they were doing these wedding films and they were doing wedding photography on top of that and like they did this really incredible shot where they brought in a, an aquarium and this is like in the early 2000s when like you know the the bars were a little bit different for what was cool right. and in fashion and all nobody that. else had done that before yeah no one else had done this before but they had taken an aquarium filled it with water and they dropped the rings and with the lights shooting through it so it's like it looked like these things were frozen in motion while the water was kind of you know floating around um yeah. and and it was an incredible shot and like they got a lot of press from it and they got a lot of like you know notoriety from it and you know he was very very proud of himself and they like we built our career on cool stuff like this and i was at a he goes i was at a showing with a with a customer with a potential client and i flipped to that page and i said this is the type of work that we do uh, and her response was but why it's a beautiful shot but why right what what's the purpose of this thing and he was kind of stumped. Did he have a purpose? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, was, was, was there a purpose for having a fish tank there? I think he said he was just stumped. He's like, well, I thought it was cool. I thought it was right. a really cool shot, like something that was unique at the time. Um, but I didn't understand. Like, I didn't know why we did it. And I don't know what I was trying to communicate with that mm-hmm. with that piece of work, with that art. Magic air quotes. Um, and so he started asking himself when I started funneling, or he told me he he talks out loud. He goes, I, when I started funneling all of my creative decisions through the the funnel of why or the question mm-hmm. of why like why am i doing this what am i trying to accomplish that's when my work got infinitely better and when i got infinitely more successful and i don't know i think i i, I heard this and it was i heard it recently like I, I don't know what came through the ethos of it but um it was the whole idea that like for them um, you know, there are so many, like, there's so many things being created today. You know, people are creating video and film and photo and all this incredible stuff at breakneck pace. And you see a lot of it kind of look the same. And, you know, how do you truly make something that is unique and different? Or how do you make it your own? And how do you make it in a way that separates you from that crowd? Um, right. And so they did a, they did a blog post on this and it, it goes, um, let's see. the goal is to not do business with everybody who needs what you have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. So it's based on yeah. this, it's predicated on this idea that, you know, to build loyalty, to build community, to build repeat customers who will kind of evangelize you and your brand, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to 
you don't do the thing for you. It's not about the thing that you make. It's the why you do it. Right. That's, that's a big, that's a big thing. It's a big, <laughs> a it's, it's, a de- it's a deep question, right? It's super deep. Right. Well, and here's what happens a lot of time. And I think I, I, I'm literally going to go out on a limb because I've never read this article. I've never met this guy. I've never done anything, but, and, but I've been in his situation where you come up with an idea in your head and you're like, this is going to produce a stunning image. This is going to be really cool. And you shoot it. And then you start showing it to people and you get a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah. And then there's that one person or a couple who say to you, but why? Or like, I don't understand. Like, why did you do that? Like, what, what were you trying to accomplish with the fish tank? Right. And the fact of the matter is that those people are looking for the story behind the image. So what you came up with was a really awesome idea, visually stunning idea. Your execution of it was to force it into a situation. This is what it sounds like happened. Right? He was like, oh man, we should do this thing with a fish tank. Let's bring a fish tank to the next wedding. But nobody at the wedding liked fish tanks or fish or whatever. <laughs> like, so all of a sudden you were just like creating a cool image, which is art for the sake of art, which I love, by the way. Like I will never knock anyone for just making something cool looking. But a lot of people want the story behind it. A lot of agencies, a lot of commercial work that you find, it's the story behind the image. You know, It's not just the image. Very few times you see a billboard of, just a picture, right? There's always accompanying text. There's always some sort of underlying story. And I think he got schooled on that. It sounds like, sounds like some possible, you know, new bride client said to him like, well, why'd you use a fish tank? And he didn't have a good answer for it. And it made him think, shit, I should start having good answers for this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I, to kind of like pull it into a different reference. Like I, whenever I watch, whenever I watch movies or television shows that, you know, like you have to remember that everything that you see in those shots, everything is on purpose. Right. Right. There is a, there's a truly like nothing is on accident. Mm. They don't just roll up to a, like an, like when, you know, when you watch a movie like about office spaces, right? Like they don't just like roll up into an office and be like, okay, we're just going to set the camera up here and shoot you talking, uh, talking head. Like everything is on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. because think there's a team of people that like dress that set and design those things and put those things where they did. Like it's on, it's for, for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. so to, to kind of, kind of go back to our bit, like whenever you're making your art, magic air quotes, you know, making something great for the sake of making something great is never a bad thing. I'll, I'll, I'll agree on your front, like cool stuff just to be cool is not a bad thing. Um, but then trying to implement as to like, I I think I try to work in the why, right? Like, what do I hope to accomplish with this? Even if that's just a learning a new technique for me, right? Mm -hmm. Or putting my spin on a technique I've seen done before. And I think, and then how does that using that technique help push my creativity forward? That's kind of where I'm wrapping my head around it. I don't know. I'm kind of going mm-hmm. at going at, going at it as we go. Yeah, but it's like I mean I don't know. Like a, a lot of my portfolio is comprised of things that were just cool. Like oh, that seems like something fun I could do. Let me right. try it. Um, so. I do that every month, man. I get together with my hair and makeup team, and we we literally just make shit 
that nobody else will let us make during the rest of the month. We just hunker down for a few hours and we're like, oh, cool. Would it, would it, wouldn't it be cool if we just put lines all over our face? Yeah, let's try it. I don't know. Like, you know, and maybe it does, maybe it is stupid and it sucks, but we've created an environment where you can do it and not get judged too harshly. <laughs> um, but like, and from that, you might be able to like build stuff that you could use somewhere else or you, or I think it's important to keep stuff in your back pocket, right? When you come up with a cool idea and you try it out and you're like, cool, I can make this happen. You don't just force it into a situation. Sometimes you have to sit on it for years until the right situation or, you know, in my instance, it's like a client, like, cause I do, I really only do a lot of stuff for clients. And so like a client comes around and they're like, ah, what do you got? Like, we need something cool. And it'd be like, oh man, this might work together. You know, like maybe we can make this all fit. I agree with that idea and that sentiment entirely because I don't know. I think that when we're talking about creative exploration and um, learning new techniques and working through things and trying to find like that next thing that's that's new and unique to you or something that's cool, magic air quotes, um, you know, it's not finding a way that you can shoehorn into your next job. It's kind of, oh, that's a, that's something that I can use that's like that's a new tool in my in my toolbox for when the opportunity presents itself. It's like mm-hmm. you know you buy like a dead blow hammer like versus a regular hammer versus like a sledgehammer, right? They're all hammers, but they all do different things. And right. you know you can't you shouldn't use a sledgehammer to hammer in your nails. It's a terrible idea. Right. But you know like that kind of idea. And um, I I think that you know the the why question. I keep coming back to the why, and I think. Talking to a lot of talking to a lot of photographers, I feel like the why the solve for why is now because someone they saw it somewhere else and they liked it and they want to get they want to get they want to ride that wave of attention, right? It's like it's for the mm-hmm. it's for the likes, it's for the it's for the shares. Yes, yeah. well, it's always for the likes, yeah. And I, I I understand it. That's kind of the the battle of that's like the that's the beast that we kind of deal with. Um, now nowadays but i i don't love it right like i don't i don't love mm. that that's the motivation right like if they're i don't know i, I like to think that there's probably a, a more earnest why versus like oh i did it for the likes right. um and so but I, really in the end like w- let's just say you're shooting like you know standard advertising shit right yes there are these little nuanced whys like why are we positioning the canvas why does it have sweat on it why is it right like there's all that kind of stuff but like really in the end when you go why are we making this shot it's so that they can sell more of this product like i always go to that you know like yeah there are little things i will question here and there but especially with the commercial work it's kind of like but why why are we doing this oh right because this is how you want people to use it or this is how you want people to buy it or and so maybe that's the separation. I mean, it's a separation of like art versus commercial, right? I mean, you like you kind of going back to the original uh, story where you were at this, you know, the PDN con- or, um, you know, gala evening. I'm sorry, I'm going to botch the name. Thing. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you said that there was a commercial section and there was mostly art and like the art stuff got you excited and the commercial stuff, while it was beautiful, it just didn't really like, oh, yeah, I do that too. Like that kind of thing, that kind of reaction. And yeah. so maybe that's, maybe that's the, it's just like a different, a different set of glasses you view it through. I think that's grasses on his greener shit. I think like, I know for a fact that when I shot 
bar mitzvahs, I always thought commercial work was the coolest, right? And now that I shoot commercial work, I think artsy documentary stuff is the coolest. And I, But I know I will never be able to shoot that because I'm just not that kind of guy. But like, yeah, I think once you get into a, a situation and you realize what, what that situation entails, you always kind of look to other situations outside to be like, oh, what else is cool out there? And Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it keeps you, because like that's when you start pulling from areas that are outside of your, you know, your realm to get ideas for other stuff. And um, that's not a bad thing. I guess like, I, so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm not starting, I'm trying to recircle this whole question mm-hmm. of why. I'm getting deep on my own my own stuff now. Bring me back. Um, well, no, I mean, I'm just like literally talking out loud or thinking out loud now. But like, <laughs> I think about the um, the world of like wedding photographers, right? Like, so as a guy that started doing, that's where I started. That's kind of where I got my, my, my paid for, made money from a camera start on. Um, I don't know. I think that's a really interesting marketplace now uh, because it's very crowded you know, and the people that do it very, very well, they deserve every ounce or every, every red cent that they charge for their work because it is hard, hard work. Um, but I do think that there is a style that is kind of common now, right? Like it doesn't take more than a couple of taps on Instagram or Facebook to find a million ex- or Pinterest, a million examples of like the same style of, of wedding photography and so in that like how how do people like of the people that i follow in that industry that do make beautiful images um and let me be clear like i think all that work is gorgeous i'm not discounting anybody's hard work because it's all beautiful but it but it does have a similar look it all kind of looks you know alike and and i don't say cheapen it but i say it to just say that that's where we are as an industry and that's where we are as as creative artists um, so with the people that I follow and that I really kind of like get excited for or about, they are the types that, that while they might have that as a thing that they do, um, they do it in a very unique way, right? Like I think mm-hmm. like there's a guy that comes to mind, um, and I'm going to botch his name, Virgil Buono, Buono, Buono. I'm going to go with Buono. Uh, he's out of okay. Charleston, South Carolina. And he shoots uh, these incredible, incredible storytelling style wedding images. I mean, they're beautiful. Um, and I think he employs a handful of different, you know, techniques and cameras and tools to help tell those stories and tell those narratives. But the way that he does it is just, it's so stunning. Um, and I think that what I really love most of all about it is that there are, he shoots a lot of 120 film. Um, Mm -hmm. and there are so many of those images where they're noisy, they are grainy, they are, some are like out of focus, some are like, it's one of those where it's, it's the imperfections yeah, kind of help tell a narrative of like how that, how that was like, you can tell that it was intimately lit or you can like by, by when I see those, I think, oh, it was dimly lit. That's why it's noisy or oh, there's a little bit of blur there because they were moving so quick. Like the day was such an exciting thing. Like, I don't know. I think that there's there's something in that. And at least that's the where I read right. it when I see it. Um, and so... Does he bring a fish tank to his wedding? No, no fish tanks. No. Um, <laughs> and go. like, I mean, like, I think that you would, if you were to look at the work, you would probably say it falls into that like light and airy look. But I don't think it's, 
I don't think it's a box of presets that makes it that way for him. I no. think it's truly like he's shooting. I'm not, he's shooting Portra number one, so he's sure. shooting lots of 120 film, which in itself is a beautiful thing. Um, but then it's it's the way that the 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 narrative that he takes on with his cameras doing that work. It's very reportage. It's uh, reportage, whatever you want to say it. But like, yeah. it's got that feel, and I think that that's what makes him unique and that's what allows him to to stand out from the rest and charge what he charges and 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 be of that caliber it's you know like are there other photographers in his network or in his uh his his market that do incredible beautiful work absolutely but it's just that it's just i'm using a little pinch gesture you can't see this but Mm -hmm. it's just that much more powerful to me when i look at the work like would I like if you were to put his stuff against someone else's like I wouldn't say that the other person's is not beautiful I would just say like it doesn't do the same thing for me as this one does you wouldn't ever probably ask why is he doing that yeah I, because it just sits well with you it just sits there I look at it and I go I understand I get it and I think that that's a huge part of all of this is that when it comes down to visually appealing things, it's, you know, does it sit with you or not? And like, to go back to your story of this woman who was like, but why did you bring a fish tank? Like she just didn't get it. Maybe that could be like, maybe, like maybe this guy didn't need to re-question his entire thought process. Now it worked out well. And I love moments like this in life where, you know, but like really maybe that was just one person who was like, I don't get it. You know? Well, and I mean, I look. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. How do you balance that, though? No, like, I, how do you balance that? I don't know. I mean, I will say <laughs> in that example that we teed all of this up with, like, as a person that's seen plenty of, like, I don't know, I, I grew up in that time and age where that was a cool thing. Like, so I've seen plenty of shots of things dropped in water to make it look cool, especially wedding right. rings. I think like weddings, wedding, wedding industry. I'm sorry, guys. You guys have like, you have the 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 con or the the negative of every cliche thing that happens in photography happens like at a 10 X level in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen like, you know, what's gosh, monocolor things like single, right. single color things. That was like a huge trend yeah, selective for color. selective color. That's a better word for it. Selective color for so long, which is awful. We cringe at it now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's stuff like that, you know, it's, it's the trendy stuff. And, you know, I, I don't think in any bit of that, it like, I'll side with the with the client with the bride on that one with that reset this whole thing was if I see a shot like that I go okay that's cool but I ain't going to frame that right. I ain't going to put that in an album I'm not going to put that over the mantle in my home yeah. it it exists just to exist in a and it's not something like like it just becomes fodder for fodder's sake and I like there are some things that stand out to me, and I guess it's it's back to what you said, like where it just it either it makes sense or it doesn't. It's art, right? So like, right. But a lot of our art is disposable too. Yeah. Nowadays. No, you're right. I, I would like to. Th- a lot of this shit is like easily forgotten and passed over, and you have people, excuse me, making art off of whatever. I don't even know. Like. <laughs> okay, so like, well, and I'll I'll, I'll bring in I'll 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 dig out my axe to grind. Um, but like the 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 urban explorer photography that I see a lot of, like smoke mm-hmm. bombs and um, lens balls, mm-hmm. like in it, like why, why, why? Well, it's but hold on though, the smoke bombs and lens ball, lens balls. Pardon me. 
are today's or are the equivalent of what used to be railroad tracks and vintage su- suitcases yeah. with red balloons. Right? That was that's what it was 10, 15 years ago. It was that. It was like, oh my God, we're going to run the train tracks with a suitcase and this balloon. And it's going to be amazing. And now it's like, hey, let's break open another smoke bomb and well, this week it's, you know, and put it in a jack-o'-lantern and you stand next to it because it's... And the jack-o'-lantern's got smoke like, coming out of it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. You know, and, and like, yeah, part of me, I see a lot of them. I'm like, man, that's a cool shot. But that's a cool shot that's surrounded by thousands of other really cool shots doing the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? But I, the same could be said for beverage photography, for high freaking end beverage photography at this point. Every single time I see a can, it looks exactly the goddamn same as the last one. No, different you're right. company, different photographer, different everything. As a guy that did has done high end drink, but yeah, it's yeah, you're right. Yes, there are every once in a while you see something that's different or new or whatever, but uh, you know, the masses tend to consume, and those of us who are on the inside, I say that and I cringe, but those of us who are on the inside who do it for a living or whatever tend to trash it. There's a reason that there's so many likes on a smoke bomb jack o' lantern. Because people love it, even yeah, though they've seen I it a hundred times. They're yeah. like, I still like that. I will never, ever, ever get tired of seeing a slow motion hand dip into an ice and water filled cooler and pull out a can of beer. To me, <laughs> that is still one of the coolest shots. Like, honestly, probably until I make one myself. If I ever make one myself, I'm going to be like, this is so stupid. You think the guy, you think the team of people that, that did that in the, like the eighties when they first got like high frame rate cameras, like here's what we're going to do. We're going to get your mitt down in that ice bucket and you're just going to pull out this old Bud Light over here and it's going to be real slow. And do you think someone in the back of the room went, but why is it so slow? Yeah. Like, why doesn't it move faster? (laughs) Or like, there's like, there was probably another person who's like, Oh my gosh, this is going to change the world. And then, you know, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we've basically painted ourselves into a corner of like art is weird and there's no real reason to it. And what make works for one person may not work for another. So just go do what you like to do, I guess. I, honestly, like this is my, that's my go-to for every time I get into this conversation. It's like, Hey, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You got to just be okay, you gotta with, be okay it with it as the creator and you got to be okay with it as the consumer or the viewer of it. And that's, it's not for everybody. You know, nowadays you can easily move past it, scroll past it, swipe past it, whatever, and go on to the next one, you know, or just like unfollow if you don't like what that person's doing. It's just, it, it's bizarre to me to think like the trends that we fall into as, as artists and like, artists I'm, I'm using this not i i'll call everyone out there in listener land artists i'll call me just like a hack but um i don't know it i somebody that owns a camera i i struggle with that whole idea of like not not because like to say that it, to say that you have to create something original is so i mean that's a challenge today right it's so hard to make it's like guitar chords all the all of them they've all been figured out yeah and it's just how are you going to put them together um that makes you different or unique and I don't know, like yeah, photography as as it pertains to trends. It's there are a lot that just don't don't resonate with me, and and that's okay. No, though. It, yeah, and it's gonna it get is. worse. It, well, it's gonna get worse, and it'll it's gonna get worse because then it'll the get better. It's gonna get faster, there will be, and you're gonna get older. Well, and I, I mean, like there is a certain the older slice you get, of the there's more a cer- surly you'll get. Sure, 
Well, no, you're right. I mean, like, I, then this is how we become dinosaurs and those curmudgeons that we all love to hate. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. That's a, this is a weird, this is a, this is a, a, an artistic hole of sorts. Um, what I can't wait for after all of this conversation is for you to be on Instagram next week and be like, broke out the Gary Fong, everybody. I'm going to get my Gary Making Fong light sphere. <laughs> it's somewhere in a basement or a box full of stuff. And I'm going to go buy some smoke grenades and a lens ball uh, and some, it's going to be awesome. And some fractals, <laughs> fractal crystal prism thingamabobs. And we'll see what I come up with. And neon. Don't forget neon's a pretty hip thing. Right yeah. Now. And I'll get out, like I'll, I'll shoot, I'll up the contrast really high, like not up it. I'll, well, no, I'll up the contrast so it's like super like... Don't get angry. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I just need to try it. That's what it is. I just don't do it enough. Maybe there's yeah, there's I mean, something in it. There's got to be. Honestly, though, like when you see something as a photographer, when you see something that you like, don't you try to incorporate that into your life? Yeah, for sure. Somehow? Yeah. Right? You look at a picture and you're like, man, I wish I could do that. And you, you try to do it a little bit here and there. There are people who can nuance that and try it or take their spin on it and there's other people who just downright fucking copy okay so it, right? this is to a this is good this is good because okay here's what we should do everybody in listener land um right now what you should do is um if you should follow us number one on instagram because we're easily accessible or email <laughs> us we get emails from listeners uh, from time to time and um i mean i quite love it when we're able to kind of talk shop with folks that said if you're listening right now pull over your car jump on Insta, slide into our DMs and tell us what types of photography trigger you. Like what trendy thing yeah. have you I seen? I don't want to know what you hate. I want to know what people... I want to know what triggers you in a good way. I want to know what triggers you in both ways. I want to go both on this. I'm like, what what things right. do you see if that are like... If you're going to hit me up, I only want good stuff. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm curious. Like, because it's it's just like just like art, like like classical art right mm -hmm. painting and sculpting and all that like just like there are people that don't get it and don't understand it and then there's some people that love it and cry and it stirs emotion and they spend lots of money on it i think photography is very much the same way there's like there's certain forms of it that just i'll never understand and that's okay right. it's perfectly i i want it to exist because it it exists for me so that other things can exist and stir emotion in me right like that's how mm -hmm. i know what i like because i know what i don't like so if you're listening, True. pull over right now, throw throw us a DM. If you're if you're DMing uh David, just tell him the good stuff. I want to know both. I'm I'm kind of curious. Um like I want to I want to see how many people like love selective color. Maybe there's there's got to be one person out there that's still like just like all about it. Like maybe it'll come back in vogue again. Like it'll be a thing. It'll come back. Yeah, it'll right? definitely come back. Sure. I see it every once in a while in ads now and I'm like, "Really? Wow, okay. Film's coming back." So like, why not? Uh, yeah maybe it is you sh <laughs> says the guy who brings his four by five everywhere four by five everywhere yeah don't, don't even talk to me about that <laughs> you know i'm actually really pissed because i have my four by five with me this trip and i haven't taken a single shot yet you're, you're wasting all that and i, and I don't I, but i don't think i'm going to either how much does that thing weigh like 80 pounds no it's like it's not that bad the whole backpack is like with the tripod is maybe like 15 pounds 15 extra pounds on top no, of your like your pelican do you have to do you carry it in a separate pelican no i keep it in the car oh okay it's in a backpack yeah and i just keep it in the truck and if i there's not a lot of like downright portrait stuff so i haven't been able to be like hey you know what let's take one more portrait here it's like i'm doing like weird do you have to worry about the stuff. film just hanging out in your car like that 
Uh, well, I keep it in the fridge at okay, night. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's been in the fridge, but then I take it with me. But everyone can now imagine that David Patino is in his hotel room in Pennsylvania, and he's got his like little mini mm-hmm. fridge with it's got film in it. It's true. Like some people like put it's their true. leftovers from like Outback Steakhouse. David mm-hmm. Patino puts his unused film. There's literally a bag of beef jerky on top of five four by five film cartridges. He's he's killing himself for his art, y'all. That's my life. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right so all that to say like all that deep down profound thought to say like art is art and sometimes art doesn't resonate with people and sometimes it does and that's okay it has to all exist because that's that's how it that's how we all make a living and survive yeah, and it helps push us forward yeah, the absolutely. entire time whether you love it or hate it it helps push you forward so just be cool be cool like enjoy it this this is a good this is like a good version to or follow up to our way back when episode where we talked about internet trolls stop spreading hate y'all mm-hmm. like if you don't get it if you get triggered on it just like nod your head acknowledge that you don't like something yeah. and then just go move on with your life right. have a lacroix or call your buddy and go bitch to him you know like there's a time and a place to bitch i don't get me wrong i will you and I just laid shit out before we started oh, yeah. recording. Oh, yeah, we sure do. We, for yeah. four and a half minutes, we were like, ugh, right? And we got it out of our systems, and we know that we can trust each other on it. And then we hit record, and we got back to like, hey, let's try to think a little more positively. So there's a time and a place. You know, you don't have to air it all out all the time. Agreed. Maybe. No, uh-huh. I agree. You gotta, you gotta, it's okay to have an opinion. It, I think it, where we're getting at here is that don't go into a don't go into a dark space with it, right? Don't like actively crap on people just for the sake of because you don't like that, right? Like, yeah, I, I'll I'm gonna I'll go out and say like I don't understand I don't understand the that smoke bomb gritty cityscape stuff. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why it's so popular, but it is and it exists for a reason. And people have fun making it, and people have fun liking it, people have fun consuming it. So like. Go on and make your things, city explorers. Like, go do that work. Go make that stuff. So maybe you have the problem, Ashton. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm fully willing to acknowledge that. Like, I'm. I'm, I'm not cool. Like, <laughs> I haven't been cool in a very, very long time. So I'm all right with that. <laughs> but so you know, like all that to say, like that's a form of our art that I don't fully understand. I respect it for existing. Uh, I respect the people that make it. Like, continue doing it, folks. You know, but. I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I won't be, I won't be one of the sick tones comments on that one of those. So, but that's okay. I that's mean, okay. No, it's totally okay. I want it to exist. I want it to exist because real. out there, there are, well, there are literally hundreds of thousands, quite maybe even millions of people that like love that and feel good mm-hmm. about that. And they enjoy that. And so if they do, then they should. Don't be Coppola and Scorsese. Oh, gosh. Yeah, don't get me started on Don't shit on everything. Yeah. Just because it doesn't align with your... Yeah, okay. So it's like a little bit of, you know... What would you call that? Self-advice? Advice? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Wrap it up, dude. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Office Hours. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and uh, listening to Old Fogies go on about art. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, give it a like, give it a comment. If 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 you are a smoke bomb photographer and you want to just hate on me, by all means, my DMs are open. Slide on in there. Um, Ashton Stan. Ashton Stan. Or if you want to share all the good stuff in the world, uh, David uh, at David David A. Patino. Um, that's going to be where you find him. 
And yeah, we uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, drop us a like and a comment. Um, and if you like this episode, share it with a friend. And yeah, we will see you guys in the next one. Later. Peace. Thank you.